All systems are go. Welcome to the High School Hollux. We start now, live in your ears. The best sound. Open your ears and listen to the sound. It starts in three, two, one, zero. Are you ready? Now, High School Hollux. Let's go. Welcome, everyone, to a special edition of the H2S2 High School Hall of Sports Show, Coach's Chatter. This Coach's Chatter segment is being brought to you by our friends at Robin Patrice, a trend-setting, one-of-a-kind online store offering first-rate products and exceptional customer service for shoppers during this pandemic from the comfort of their own home by visiting their website, robinpatrice.com. That's R-O-B-B-I-N-P-A-T-I-C-E.com, where flyness is a choice. They do official sponsors of the H2S2 Coaches Chatter segment. Many of you now over the last few weeks have heard that Governor Prisker announced that the Illinois schools will be closed for the remaining of the school year, which has affected high school spring sports and possibly all sports moving forward. The H2S2 wanted to invite some CPS coaches to join us in a viral roundtable for a discussion about the effects of this pandemic on CPS high schools. Joining us via Zoom, our three CPS head coaches from the Chicago Public League. We welcome back to the H2S2 show some good friends, the girls basketball coaches from Kenwood Academy Broncos, Coach Andre Lewis, High Park Thunderbirds, Coach Corey Morgan, and the Phillip Wildcats, Coach Larry Stokes. Welcome, gentlemen, and I got to start off by asking each of you, let's start off with Coach Stokes. How are you and your family doing during this pandemic and this quarantine? How is everyone's family doing? Uh, We're doing well. We're doing well. I just wish this would end, but we're doing well. I can't complain. We actually have our little coaches walk during the week in the mornings at 6 a.m. at home with my wife and my two-year-old son, and we're just trying to stay healthy and stay safe and outside of morning exercise and, and making grocery store runs. We're pretty much staying in the house, man, and just, you know, spending some quality family time together. I'm not sure folks realize how much time coaches spend away from their family. If I'm away from my wife and son a lot, I'm just enjoying this time with my family, actually. I can understand that. Coach Lewis, how are you guys doing over there in the Lewis household? Doing fine. My wife is an essential worker, so she's actually out of the house early in the morning. She comes back in the evening, and, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, as Coach Morgan said, you know, spend some quality time at home. Uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be an empty nester, so uh, in my home, it's just myself, my two dogs, and my two cats on a day-in, day-out basis, but I do get an opportunity to get some things done, and uh, my wife wants to make sure that I'm occupied. (laughs) (laughs) I want to start off, this virus pandemic has come upon us towards the end of high school boys basketball season. The girls were able to successfully complete their season. Looking back on each of your seasons, talk about the Chicago Public League girls basketball in general. How you feel things went. Let's start with you, Coach Lewis. Looking back on the season, I thought we had a very successful season. We were 27-7, and which it tied us program record for victories in our program. This year, 
we made it to a sectional final for the first time in program history. All things considered, it was a very successful season for us. We were able to have a player who finished first team All-State, another player finished second team All-State. We've been blessed to have great fortune. We're a young team still. We have seven of our top nine players returning to our program, and our program is continuing to grow. So uh, I have no complaints about where we are. Are we where we want to be? No, but we're uh, moving in the right direction. Congratulations to you and the Kenwood Broncos. Coach Morgan, how those Thunderbirds do in High Park? You guys had some success making it to the state playoffs as well. Yeah, we were. Uh, we actually had a pretty good season this year. The varsity team went uh, 19 and nine overall. We were really close to uh, meeting our goal of a 21 season. I'm um, just missed it by hair. Um, both teams won the conference championship in our white South Central Division, which in terms means we'll be moving up to the red uh, South Central Division next year. We're really excited about that. We lost one of our starters to graduation, five seniors overall. I think the program is growing next year. Just be this is just my second year at High Park, so. You know, moving up to the Red Conference in my second year, I think that's a, it's a good achievement. And just looking to continue to grow the program and to try to emulate some of the things that I did at former positions. Just continue to try to help our kids get better as people, as all-around student-athletes. You get to join these two men in the Red Conference. Coach Stokes brought those Wildcats to the Final Four again. Talk about your season, Coach Stokes. I was truly blessed this year. Uh, we left a lot of games on the table, like I told you before, because of just lack of uh, concentration. But the program is continuously holding steady. We're right there. Just need some more players, you know. And if I get some of them Kenwood kids, I'll be fine. But <laughs> it is where it is. I get a lot of good kids that come into Phillips. They, uh, we work hard. They, they leave it all on the line. And the Final Four was great this year. Girls basketball this year, especially for us, we played a lot of top teams. We don't duck anybody. So our schedule is pretty tough. One of the toughest uh, schedules in the Publicly. When we talk about the competitiveness and, and you three get to see each other in this upcoming man, so that's a great thing. To show attempts to give girls basketball and other girls sports exposure and coverage that it deserves. What do you feel are some of the ways coaches and players can be given further recognition in girls basketball and other sports through the media? Um, absolutely. Being in the High Park area, the High Park community, I know that the High Park Herald covers some of the games of the girls in the area. Um, but being fairly newer to that area, I'll be leaning on that a little bit more moving forward. But I know that that's a, that's a big part of just covering the community base because of funding reasons. Tribune and the Sun-Times are not, you know, covering public league sports at the time. Um, I know they had to cut a lot of positions and things like that, but I definitely know that, you know, leaning on the High Park Herald is something something that I'm going to try to do move forward. Coach Lewis, you do an excellent job. I want to say I appreciate the invite for media days that you hold. What other <laughs> ways do you feel the media can assist in girls' basketball exposure? Uh, I think one of the biggest things is even though there's been you know, a ton of media coverage cut short by the lack of exposure from the two major papers that are in the area, the local paper can be utilized. We have to become more strategic in utilizing platforms such as yours, such as uh, social media, and also even our students. Uh, because in, many times at games, students will record games or they'll go live. But what we have to do is we have to channel that so that people know that you know there are plenty of 
wonderful events that are taking place in the city. And we also have to do a better job of getting information out early. I think one of the biggest problems is people don't find out things that are taking place in girls basketball in our community until they're actually happening. And we have to do a better job of getting information out early and often and utilizing every platform that we have so that, you know, the exposure is there. Because there are a ton of great events that go on during the course of the girls basketball season. Um, I can think of several events that we are part of from a shootout at Friend High School in Palatine to the Kip shootout this in January, even a Coach Gator shootout this in January. We have a shootout in early January. So, I mean, there are a ton of events that go on during the course of the season. And unfortunately, a lot of people just don't know about them because they just are not made aware of them until day of or day before. And, you know, it's hard to make last minute arrangements. So we have to do a better job of just having information out. The local media, the, the neighborhood newspapers, we as coaches, because of the lack of exposure from the major newspapers, we have to do a better job of utilizing them better, the greater community to actually get out to events. And then the other thing that we have to do is we have to maintain our grassroots origin. You know, um, girls basketball has always been grassroots, meaning that, you know, we grow from the ground up. Typically, one of the largest groups that always comes out to our events are elementary students and their parents because they're trying to discern and evaluate what school they may want their child to go to. But we have to do a better job of making sure that information is present in those elementary schools so that they are aware and they come out and attend and make it advantageous to them to attend because they are our foundation. Now I'm going to ask a question concerning elementary school sports in just a moment. I want to get Coach Stokes an opportunity to talk about coaching at a high school where football is the thing. What can we in the media do to help shine some light on girls basketball? Because Philip has been known for their football program. Right now, it's just like I said, yeah, we're known for football school as well, but girls basketball is not that far. We've been consistent, like I said, over the last several years with uh, basketball. So we used to have the uh, Chicago Defender come and uh, watch our games, take pictures. It's just tough. If we can just get some type of platform where everybody can at least have some type of media coverage or just reach out and send the scores in to you and let you know who's the player of the game, maybe that would help put a little light on girls basketball. I don't know if every coach would do it, but I'm quite sure most of the coaches would and then it'll just start going from there. I agree. As you all well know, if given the opportunity and given the information, we had the H2S2 show. We'll talk about whoever. Thank you, gentlemen, for sharing that. Each of you have some type of players being involved in AAU. I wanted to ask, how do you think that this pandemic has or will affect AAU basketball moving forward? Coach Stokes. Well, right now, they just extended it to the end of May. So I think they might be canceling our coaches' contact days. So it might, if they can open it up after that, we can get something going as far as practice with AAU, getting the kids in the gym, getting them some type of shape, and then hopefully open it up for July. The way stuff is going, it's not looking real good. That's bottom line. And then if that's so, we'll figure out as coaches, all of us, you know, we have our coaches walk every morning and we'll probably find a way to just keep these girls active and figure out how to get them uh, going, getting ready for the season for next year. Now, Coach Lewis, what do you tell your girls up until a final decision is made? How do you communicate with them to keep them encouraged? Because a lot of them do depend on this AAU season to stay in shape. It's several things that, you know, I've tried to communicate with my players and it varies based on the year in school they are because, of course, those that are graduating in the class of 21, this was their last summer to try to attract attention and exposure for themselves. So, fortunately, several of them do already have schools that are very much interested in them. A couple of them have, you know, strong recruiting ties. Even one of them has multiple offers. What I try to communicate with them and their families is understanding that your window is short in terms of 
what we have to do right now to move forward. And it's not impossible, but we have to be aware of the time frame in which we have to operate in. Because basically, anyone that's trying to commit in the early signing period, you basically have between now and early November. So you're looking at a short window of roughly six months. I just wanted to communicate to them what your time frame is, what you have to do. I try to work with them in terms of making sure that we have information that we can distribute, such as highlight films, transcripts, and everything that's plausible. Fortunately, you know, with the cancellation of the SAT and the ACT, most schools are not going to utilize that as placement mechanism this year. So that's a good thing. But just trying to communicate with them from an academic standpoint what they need to do in order to maintain their grades from a social dynamic in terms of them choosing and selecting, you know, the right school for them. And then from a basketball perspective, just telling them to stay ready. And I've posted workouts that they can use, they can work on independently. Many of my students athletes are doing so with the assistance of their families or helping them maintain mm-hmm. some level of normalcy. So, I mean, we're just trying to do the best we can in this circumstance. And Coach Morgan, how important is it that your girls have that opportunity in AAU in preparation for what is arguably the toughest conference in girls basketball in the city? You, you're absolutely right. It's extremely important that we spend some time just getting the gym and, and condition our minds and our bodies as well. But it is also equally important that we stay safe. Um, and as much as we are junkies for basketball and sports and academics and we want the kids to excel in those areas, we understand that without them being safe, you know, the first and the foremost thing is the preservation of life. So we just got to make sure that everyone's able to be safe. I know Larry Stokes touched on it that the IHSA has already canceled our contact dates for June. And the hope is that maybe they'll roll back and, and go back if things improve and the curve flattens. But, you know, the reality of it is it's not looking good now. So, you know, Coach McDaniel and Coach Mims and I, we send the girls workouts to our group chat and encourage them to condition as much as they can and work on their ball handling. A lot of in-house push-ups, sit-ups, jumping jacks, stuff like that just to stay active and, you know, keep their minds occupied because it's, it's a difficult time for all of us four high park kids were participating in, in the AAU program I'm connected with, Chicago Hoops Express. A couple of different girls were trying to join different programs and this just kind of slammed us on the brakes right in the middle of that. So definitely feel like we need that gym time moving up to the toughest conference in the state of Illinois and arguably the Midwest region. We're going to get in the gym when everybody else is able to get in the gym. As long as all my kids come back to me safe, sound, and in one piece, I can live with that. Coach Morgan, obviously this quarantine and social distancing has kept us away from one another. Once things reopen, do you think as coaches there will need to be an adjustment in the ways that you guys coach your teams after this? Do you think the coaching strategy or techniques might have to change? That's a really tough question, but I I think it depends on when and if there's a vaccine for this thing. I think that's going to be huge. I I think Coach Lewis laughed at me the other morning. I said, man, this is going to be crazy. You know, we'll be playing basketball games. The kids will be wearing masks. And he laughed and said, man, nobody playing basketball with no mask on, man. But until this thing gets in order, you have to put some type of precautions in place. You know, I don't know if they'll go that far, but when you think about basketball, which is a contact sport, and you're talking about 10 players and two to three officials on the court in close proximity at any given moment, I don't I don't know how you do it without the vaccine, without implementing some different coaching and playing practices. So that's absolutely something that we've been worried about and, and discussing and trying to troubleshoot in our own minds. 
Coach Lewis, what about you? Do you think it will change how your players approach the game? As Coach Morgan just mentioned, this is a physical game. When I think about this shelter in place and our break from our normal lives, how they currently work, I think the biggest thing is, yes, there's definitely going to be a change in how we have to coach. I mean, first of all, most of our players will be away from the sport longer than they've ever been away from it since they started playing it. So hopefully there's a greater degree of appreciation for the opportunity to be able to participate. Yes, there's always going to be the concern about health, but you know, I've been paying attention to what they're doing in China in terms of the rules that they have in place where you walk in buildings and they have literally thermostats that measure your temperature, your body as you walk in the building and things like that. They have other measures that they've been using to detect signs of you of you having of the virus. I'm hoping that, you know, those things can actually assist in how we return to our normal lives as opposed to, you know, the wearing of masks, things like that on the court. I want everyone to be safe. I want everyone to have a great experience. You know, there is going to be the psychological impact as well, where we are going to have to be a little more understanding, compassionate to our students and how it's been affecting them, because we don't know what family member may have been affected, if they've actually unfortunately had the experience of fatality within their family, or somebody who's been hospitalized to a grave manner. So there's definitely going to be a certain level of compassion that we need to have for our student-athletes, because we don't know what they've gone through until they've shared it. I try to talk with my players at least once a week, some a little more. But, you know, some things they may not have shared or don't want to share for obvious reasons. And so, you know, you just try to be as understanding as possible. And hopefully you can get your players to understand that all of us may not have had the greatest experience on this hiatus from our daily lives. Coach Stokes. Like Coach Morgan said, it's a contact sport. So I don't know if we do. Yeah, it has to be changed. And I have to figure out a way. We just shooting jump shots and playing zones. I mean, and wearing a mask. I don't know how can you change it. I mean, I just don't know. Right now, I have a lot more questions that I do answer. So them guys hit it on the head a little bit more than I could possibly could. You all bring up some great points, and hopefully not much behind the sport will have to change. I also wanted to ask to discuss player recruitment. The NCAA also announced that they were, as Coach Lewis mentioned, waiving the standardized testing. How has that pandemic affected your players' recruitment, and do you think that this pandemic will alter college recruiting in the future? The way it's set up right now with Go CPS, they haven't told us anything has changed. So right now, recruiting, just out trying to uh, get kids to come take a, a actual just visit to the school, a shadow day, so to speak, and then just see if they uh, fall in love with it. It's just kind of hard when, you know, you got Kenwood Academy up the street because they're in High Park down the street from Obama House. <laughs> you know, my God. We're in Bronzeville, Illinois. You know, it's a lot of great stuff that happened there, but. It's just tough, you know, you know, when you're going up against guys like that, that, you know, everybody wants to go to Kenwood because, hey, I get the same kids I was going to get anyway. Kids that's tough and want to play hard. Lewis, you got to love them. <laughs> Y'all have trying yeah. to be friends a long time. <laughs> With friends like this, who needs enemies? Because, <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, what do you think? I think that this pandemic has influenced how kids will be recruited in the sense that we have been forced to utilize other platforms. So I think it will expand the possibilities and it will expand the opportunities for recruitment and the ways in which people can recruit. And you now have more resources that will be readily available, not only for the schools that are recruiting the kid, but also means in which a student or a family can utilize in order to communicate with any prospective school that they're interested in. 
So I think that that's actually going to be a good thing long term. I think once this pandemic ends and the curve is flattened and we can go back to what is as close to possible, our regular lives, I think recruiting for the classes beyond the class of 21 will be hindered. So I think that ultimately in the long term, it'll wind up being a good thing. But in the, in the short term, it has just been traumatic because it has stopped and halted everything that we were doing, especially for the class of 21. You know, I feel bad for some of my student athletes because now they're limited in what they can do and how they can do it. Say, for instance, you know, I have several players who have quite a few schools that are interested in recruiting them and possibly offering, but they can't offer them because they haven't seen them play enough and they can't come out and leave campus because campuses are closed, schools are limited until August 1st. Coach Morgan, early on mentioned about the elementary school programs and sports programs. You coaches sometimes do depend on elementary school programs to help develop these players that choose to attend your high school. How important is elementary school development and preparation towards helping you continue to build the programs? So it's extremely important, Mr. Ramsey. Uh, coach Stokes and Coach Lewis know my coaching background and, and pedigree, and I'm not sure if you know. That's why I started at coaching elementary on the west side at Ryerson Elementary School. And in 2016, when that North Lawndale went down state and played for the state championship, there were five girls from my elementary school team that played on that North Lawndale team. You know, it's definitely the foundation, and, 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 and it's important, and it's key. It's just huge, especially in a big city like Chicago, because there's so many options for high school, so we have to make sure that our elementary school programs are quality. In some of these small towns, you have two middle schools and everybody's going to this high school, so the kids kind of play club together and they, you know, play feeder ball together and they're used to it in Chicago. We don't really get those same opportunities, so that's why the elementary school program with CPS score is so important and so critical and crucial to the development and the success of the CPS high school girls basketball programs. We are fortunate enough because Kenwood is 7 through 12, so we actually have an elementary school team ourselves. Many of our best players in our program right now are kids that actually came to Kenwood in 7th grade. Whitney Dunn has been at Kenwood since she was in 7th grade. Tavia Mosley, who played a lot this past year, she'll be a senior in the fall. She came to Kenwood in 7th grade. And we got quite a few other kids that are in our 7th grade program right now that you know that we are very excited about. We're, we're trying to do everything we can to make sure that they continuously grow. So, you know, it, it's very important to build relationships with the outside elementary schools as well as a nurture to your own elementary school if you're fortunate enough to have one. The two other coaches that's on this call, both of them were very good elementary school coaches. One of them actually used to send me kids back in the day, so I guess that's why he's harping on the fact that Kenwood being what it is now. You know, so you know, um, I've been fortunate enough to, to have dealings with them uh, for a long time. You know, so you know, elementary sports is very important for growing the game. Coach Stokes, you've been in that position and you've developed this young talent. It's funny you say that. It's, it's very important, but it's rare that we find coaches that's as dedicated as us. Me and Coach Morgan met on the grammar school level. He came to the south side. We did some scrimmages. And I went to the west side. We did some scrimmages. We bumped each other over the summer. We treated our kids like it was AAU. We took our kids. We They played together, traveled together. When I made it to Phillips High School in 2013, when I won Coach of the Year and went to Super Sections and lost my team, that was my grammar school team. I'm like Coach Andre. When you have kids that understand the game and, and that's, love to be in the gym, that's been in the gym, been taught the correct way, 
Grammar school coaches should be training to get them to the high school level. High school coaches should be getting them getting ready for the next level, which is college and, and then so on. Uh, I want to ask you, Coach Stokes, what can our listeners do to further support and help to build the success within Chicago Public League Girls Basketball Program? At the end of the day, that social media platform is big. If they, you know, record the game, tweet it, go live, there's a lot of stuff they can do to help. I mean, just word of mouth. Just keep coming and supporting the games. When I'm not playing, I bring a few of my girls, uh, Morgan and uh, Lewis, I tell you that, we'll sit in the gym and watch basketball up there. My girls need to watch basketball. We're not just going to sit at home and do nothing. I just think just, we need to just support each other, grammar schools and vice versa. All three of us spend most of our Saturday mornings looking at grammar schools and seeing what kids are out there that we can possibly get to uh, come to our school. So it's just a dedication of what you're willing to put in because what you put in is what you get out. Coach Lewis, i like to get you and Coach Morgan's uh, feedback. Chicago is a basketball city. And because it's a basketball city, we are fortunate enough to have quite a few people who have gone on to great successes and they do try to come back and share and donate time and resources when they have the time to do so. And everybody can do that. You know, and you may not have the same level of access to resources, but you can give your time. You can give, you know, a helping hand. The main thing is, is that, you know, people have to just have an interest. People can give their time, they can give their effort, they can give their energy, they can give their service. Coach Morgan, what's your thoughts and suggestions that our listeners can take? I'm just going to go ahead and, and be honest and, and put it out there, man. I, this year, there were 22 girls in my program. 16 of those young ladies were honor roll students. That's 3.0 and above. And there's a lot of resources going into the high school in preparation for the, the Obama library that's coming across the street. But a lot of times, all three of us, we're feeding kids, we're giving bus fare home, we're helping buy essentials from you know school uniforms to basketball gear. So along with everything that Coach Stokes and Coach Lewis said, you know, there's a big need for equipment, but I know in the community in which I serve, there's a big need for financial support. Everybody on my tent program this year, we we weren't able to get matching jogging suits, gym shoes, and book bags. Some kids had to mismatch, and you know, so my coaches gave money out of their pockets. And Coach Lewis threw me a few dollars here to help a kid. Coach Stokes threw me a few dollars here to help a kid. So it's always financial resources, or people have connections with any brands, Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, anything. Those are the resources that are always sorely needed in the communities. And, and everybody doesn't want to always kind of talk about the financial end of it, but it's a need. I can't be a construction worker if I don't have the proper tools that I need to be successful in that field. I had a couple freshmen come in this year and they were playing, they were coming to workouts, they had on low tops, they had on vans, you know, they had on different type of shoes that weren't even gym shoes. And, and, and what do I do? I can't buy everybody new shoes. So that's definitely a need as well as they said support. You know, my mom worked two, three different jobs when I was growing up and she came to maybe two games from middle school through high school. When I went away to college, she came to a game and I had one of the best games of my life. So we always need that sense of support and just, hey, we're here for you, whether you my family or just fan and spectator. Kids need that support. It means more than we realize. I want to give each of you coaches, starting with you, Coach Morgan, as we say on the show, to give a holler out and words of encouragement to your supporters, your players, your students, because you guys are educators as well that you've been away from during this pandemic. Who would you like to give a holler out to? First and foremost, our principal, Mr. Ross, has been amazing. Uh, him and his administration team have been very supportive to us and the girls. In my two years there, they've been very supportive to us. 
amazing support staff that I have with my assistant coaches and Coach D, Danae Mims, and Coach Shimona McDaniel. Absolutely amazing. Her daughter plays at Kenwood, and she comes over to High Park every single day, and she puts in work, and she's there, and she's my basketball sister, and shout all of those people out. Uh, one of my biggest supporters, Eric Tinsley, who's a resident of the High Park community. He was a, one of my former ADs at North Lawndale, and to this day, he still comes around and supports us, helps when he can, brings water, brings Gatorade. Um, he's just a huge support. My parents, my players, you know, just any and everybody in the in the High Park community a big shout out to the Obama Foundation that actually gave us some tickets to All-Star Weekend festivities. We had an amazing time. Of course, my wife, who deals with me being away a large percentage at a time, pouring into other people's kids when I could and probably should be pouring into mine. So she's amazing. Mrs. Morgan, she's my superwoman. You know, those definitely are some of my shout outs. And just a huge shout out to you guys as well, because you you have covered some of our games and, you, you know, a little bit about my successes from North Lawndale. So we appreciate you. We, we need you to continue to do what you're doing for the Chicago Public League and all the sports. You don't play favorite. You don't say, well, I'm just going to do boys and girls basketball. You and your wife are amazing. You just being you too, that's amazing. So definitely shout out to you guys. Well, first and foremost, I want to give a big shout out to Bronco Nation. I've been at Kenwood eight years and I've been other places and I've had success at other places. But the level of support that I experienced at Kenwood Academy is just astonishing. I can't say enough about my principal, Miss Calloway. She's tremendous. I can't say enough about Miss Calloway and, and the tremendous amount of support that she has provided for our program herself, Mr. Morrison, the entire administration, as well as my athletic director, Dean Gill. They have been tremendous in supporting our program and helping us rise as a program. Very thankful for them. My wife is a tremendous aid to me. She's my rock. She's my solace and my peace. I couldn't do any of the stuff that I'm able to accomplish without the assistance of my wife, Juanita, my coaching staff. I'm blessed to be able to have my mentor as one of my coaches, Andre Peavy. He's the one who actually got me into coaching a little over 20 years ago. I have a close friend of mine, Damon Page. I have a young coach who's awesome in Anquanet Holly. So we have a tremendous staff. I'm very proud of them. Very happy. They afford me the opportunity to not have to do everything. And I'm very appreciative of that. As Coach Morgan said, the Obama Foundation has been tremendously supportive in the short time that they've been around and building the library. I also want to thank Nike Chicago. We are fortunate enough to be uh, sponsored by them, and they provide us tremendous assistance, not just with gear, but they also provide us with opportunities for our kids to experience things that they may not have experienced if they were not a part of our support group. I just want to thank everybody who has worked with us from those schools that work with us in terms of events that we hold, the support staff at Kenwood, because I couldn't hold those events without their support. I also want to acknowledge a couple of people who have unfortunately had to deal with this pandemic and they've had serious issues. So I want to acknowledge a good friend of mine, Monica Towns Hudson and her family. Unfortunately, she lost her husband, Steve. He was a great man, an awesome guy. He was a basketball guy, worked with the Urban Fire Boys program. And I also want to acknowledge a close friend of mine, Ashley Turner, who lost her dad. You know, our thoughts and prayers are with you. I'm thankful for a good friend of ours, uh, D'Angelo Sawyer, who's recovering from this. 
as well as another friend of our program, Samika Randall and her family. So I just hope and pray that everybody can move forward, heal and be safe and we can overcome this virus. Prayers are definitely with those families, Coach Lewis. Thank you for that. Coach Stokes. Start off with my principal and administration. They've been real supportive of everything I've done. Uh, my parents are solid rock. I mean, they're there for me to take and there whatever I need. But it's, hey, let's get up, let's drive out here, they'll do it. It's just been that type of thing. Some staff has been well to me. I can't complain about that. But most importantly, I just wanted to give a shout out to the kids. The kids put in a lot of work. They work hard. They put up with a lot of our stuff as well as we put up with theirs. But I know it's hard, especially with this pandemic going on. I'm like Coach Andre. I reach out to my parents or kids. Panamax here, two of her relatives lost a battle with the virus. Prayers out to the Slater Brown family. I want to give a, a praise to uh, Kennard Johnson, Bourne's head coach. He was in the hospital. I've been on Kennard over 30 years. He was on the ventilator for a very long time. And now he's came back out on top. A shout out to Kennard Johnson. That's my man, Monica, as well. She's been rock solid, and her husband, I understand. You're right, Andre. Without the support that we're getting from a lot of the referees, admin, and parents, there wouldn't be no us. So I just want to give a shout out to them. Brothers, I definitely want to say we appreciate having each and every one of you. Thank you for joining us, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. I can't say enough about how kind you've been to us my wife and I, and giving us the opportunity, not only for, for what you've been to the High School Holler Sports Show, but what you've done in your communities that you coach in and what you're doing for these young people, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for having us, man. Thank you for having us. High School Holler.